And open your Bibles, please, to Revelation chapter 1. Revelation chapter 1, verse 1. No, we're not starting all over again, um, even as we've made it to chapter 21, <clears throat> but just um, going to take a slightly different approach this morning. We are in a series, Strength for Today, Hope for Tomorrow from Revelation. But this morning, Revelation 1, verse 1, I'm going to read the first uh, seven verses. This is the Word of God. The revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave him to show to his servants the things that must soon take place. He made it known by sending his angel to his servant, John, who bore witness to the word of God and to the testimony of Jesus Christ, even to all that he saw. Blessed is the one who reads aloud the words of this prophecy. And blessed are those who hear and who keep what is written in it, for the time is near. John to the seven churches that are in Asia, grace to you and peace from him who is and who was and who is to come, and from the seven spiritual before his throne, and from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn of the dead, and the ruler of kings on earth, to him who loves us and has freed us from our sins by his blood and made us a kingdom, priest to his God and Father, to him be glory and dominion forever and ever, amen. Behold, he's coming with the clouds. Every eye will see him, even those who pierced him, and all tribes on the earth will wail on account of him. Even so, amen. Then join me. The grass withers, the flowers fade, but the word of our God will stand forever. Let's pray. Father, we're so glad that this is your word that does stand. And Father, we stand on the promises of your word this morning. And so, Father, we need your Spirit's help. Uh, Lord, as we look at uh, the themes that Revelation gives us, Father, how they relate to our lives here and now, and Father, what you'd have us desire, desire us to, to communicate, uh, Father, to, uh, to the young people of this church. So help now, we would pray by your Spirit in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, here's the question. Where did I learn to spell and to count the days of the week, to recognize road signs before I could ever uh, read? The value of exercise, that life is war, a lot about living and a lot about love, and even about the culinary arts. Now, where to learn this? Now, some of you may remember, I, I borrowed the sermon title from a few years ago, uh, or if you read the sermon title for today, what's the answer? That was weak. Hey, guys, it, VBS, all right? You can do better than that. Um, a great place to learn about a lot of things, but especially God's truth. Uh, God's Word and His salvation. Let me add a caveat to that. What I learned in Sunday school and in children's church and in family devotions overlapped with what I learned in Bible school. Uh, but it would be hard to, be over, to overestimate uh, and separate the impact of all those things. You could add, add tonight, Wednesday Night Live, or Kids of the Kingdom. I mean, I, I learned how to spell the B-I-B-L-E. All right, that's the book for me. I learned the days of the week, which was really helpful until I was about the age of 10. On Sunday, I'm happy, a Monday full of joy. On Tuesday, I have peace within, which nothing can destroy. On Wednesday and on Thursday, I'm walking in the light. Or well, Friday is a heaven below, and Saturday's always bright. All right, I learned to count backwards. We always began the countdown song to make us anticipate the return of Jesus um, with a countdown. Ten, nine. Eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one, blast off. Uh, and to reinforce it, what, ten and nine, eight and seven, six and five and four, call upon the Savior while you may. Three and two, 
coming through the clouds and bright array. This countdown is getting lower every day. Uh, road signs, stop, yield, one way. Uh, help me, uh, those songs help me recognize road signs before I could read. Exercise, climb, climb up Sunshine Mountain. Uh, we're in a war. I'm in the Lord's army. Uh, a lot about living, a lot about love. Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. Jesus loves little ones like you, you, you. In fact, Jesus loves little children, what? All the children of the world. Uh, and little children can worship. Praise Him, praise Him, all you little children. God is love. And yes, the culinary arts. Now, not through Bible school songs, but as I've told you before, through VBS recess, we got this, we went out the door. Uh, how to appreciate the dum-dum sucker. Uh, dum-dum suckers were created uh, 99 years ago, 1924, and they were our snack, our only snack, every day, every year. Uh, and I told you before, I showed my, my culinary taste by favoring the root beer ones. And some of you still today bring me root beer dum-dum suckers. In fact, Linda Hutchinson brought me one just two weeks ago, and they're still good, all right? I have been privileged to be in vacation Bible school every year of my life except one. So two summers I went twice, all right, uh, to make up for it. And I've done every role, literally. I've been the director down to being a student except one. And you all know what that is. They've never let me near the crafts, and they never will. <laughs> When I was a kid, be encouraged. Bible school lasted two weeks. Yeah, some of you, of course, say three weeks or more, but two weeks. I have hundreds of memories, including one I've shared before, the, the year Mrs. Pride disappeared at VBS. Um, we were all looking for her. We were all alarmed. Turns out she had fainted when getting stuff out of the supply closet, the only closet in the whole church, by the way. Uh, and somebody just come along and saw the door open and closed it. Um, <laughs> Fear not, Mrs. Pride lived to be 98 years old, just went to be with the Lord last, uh, a year ago, March. Um, it was okay. So VBS is a lot of work. Make no mistake. But it's a great investment in our children. It's a time when the Holy Spirit does significant work in the lives of many, many children. When you've had the privilege I have had for the last 36 years to spend time with each child uh, that has... Uh, join CNBC and, and talk with them about God's work in their lives. Um, many of them talk about VBS, and not a few came to trust Christ at Vacation Bible School. And you need to remember that 85% of the people who become believers in this country do so before the age of 15. All right? So VBS is an important part of our story, it's an important part of who we are today. We're not just tossing around words when, when Dee says it's the, the most important mission journey of the year, because it is. Uh, and why is it important? I mean, over and over in the Bible, you'll find God's people rehearsing their family story. The good, the bad, the ugly, the praiseworthy, the embarrassing. Knowing our story, knowing our history, seeing God's faithfulness through it all makes a difference in who we are. Bruce Fowler, who I don't believe is a Christian, but he writes a lot about the family. Uh, and he says, studies show that the, the more children know about their family's history, the stronger their sense of control over their lives, the higher their self-esteem, 
and the more successfully they believed their families function. So the more children know about their, their, their ancestors, their family successes and failures, their traditions, the more likely they are to stick together as family. And as he puts it, every family has a story they're telling the world about who they are, where they've been, where they're going. Or they have shared my story, my church family's story about VBS. And no family's perfect, but when children recognize they are part of a larger family, um, they have a higher chance of, of becoming healthy adults. And as Jesus taught us, this is our family, the family of God. And our family story is told, first of all, in this book. So the better we know the family history, the better we're prepared to be a healthy family and a healthy church. That means knowing our story in God's Word. That means knowing the history of the church, um, the stories of the people who have gone on before us, the very ordinary people whom an extraordinary God has used. So VBS plays a special role. It devotes time to helping our children learn the story. Our story of Revelation has reminded us of what our story is and why it's important and how God wants us to live in a world that's becoming increasingly hostile to the church of Jesus Christ. And so we prepare our children best by telling them our story. So while next week we'll move forward, I promise you, in Revelation 21, today let's see how the themes that John gives us in Revelation are parallel uh, to everything I need to know I learned in vacation Bible school. So let's go to the text. First two questions we need our children uh, to be able to answer are absolutely essential for their flourish in this world. One, who am I? In verse 1 of chapter 1, the revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave him to show to his servants the things that are must soon take place. He made it known by sending his angel to his servant, John. And we saw in chapter 21, the last couple of weeks, and I saw the holy city of New Jerusalem coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. Now, John knew he was. Here's arguably one of the, the three most uh, significant followers of Jesus in the first century. Only Peter and Paul might probably mention with him. And here he is, even he's actually Jesus' cousin. But he says, first of all, that he's a servant of God. And that he's writing to those who are servants. But no ordinary servants. These are servants who are also the bride of Christ. So who am I? One of the songs that taught me to spell before I could read gave me a sense of identity. I am a C. I am a C-H. I'm a C-H-R-I-S-T. Let's see if I can get this right. Uh, if I was singing it, I would. Okay, I'll just tell you, but I'm going to help you all. I'm not going to sing. I'm a C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N, and I have C-H-R-I-S-T in my H-E-A-R-T, and I will L-I-V-E-E-T-E-R-N-A-L-L-Y. If you got all that, um, I'm a Christian, I have Christ in my heart, and I'm going to live eternally. And then you sing that over and over again, faster and faster and faster. Um, because I have Christ in my heart, I'm a servant of God. As the bride of Christ, we're loved and cherished and honored by God. To turn around the words from Ferris Lord Jesus. We find our eternal significance in our identity in Christ. And so we want our children to know they are loved and cherished by God as His own children. 
and that as such we are his servants and he is God. And so that takes our second question, whose am I? Revelation makes clear that we're people on a journey. And that verse says we are his servants. We are his children. Over in chapter 21, verse 7, I will be his God and he will be my son. That's the people of God. It's a big group. It includes who John's writing to. It includes all of us. Revelation shows us we are pilgrims who are traveling through this world. Pilgrims whom Jesus Christ has purchased for himself with his blood on the cross. And as we used to sing and learn to spell, you're welcome all you people on the Happy Day Express. The way to go is to put your trust in J-E-S-U-S. Get ready now for heaven. Be, be steady. Don't digress. We're going to a mansion on the Happy Day Express. Can you imagine children's song where they use the word digress? All right, anyway. All right. Um, we digress. All right. We are, we are children by faith and trust in Jesus. They're the most popular children's songbook series years ago. was called Salvation Songs. There were about four or five of them. Uh, and, and I love to get the hymn that plays on that. Salvation song, because it describes whose we are, loved before the dawn of time, chosen by my maker, hidden in my Savior, I'm his and he's mine, cherished for eternity. I mean, what a privilege to position to be in because we know Jesus. We're his forever. So knowing who you are, knowing whose you are, BBS explores the question for us, what is truth? Revelation 1, the last part of verse 1, John's described as one who bore witness to the word of God and to the testament of Jesus Christ, even to all he saw. And in chapter 21, we've seen the instruction, write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. So what is truth? Let's define it. The B-I-B-L-E, yes, that's the book for me. I stand alone on the Word of God, the B-I-B-L-E. This is a place where we learn this is God's book. This is all about God. This is where we hear God's stories, the Bible stories, so we memorize God's Word. This is truth. It's true from Genesis 1 to Revelation 22. And in a world where people no longer believe there's any truth, uh, this is. It reminds you how silly people are to contradict themselves by saying there's no absolute truth. All right, go back to math class. Let's see how you do. Two plus two is what? Good. If we asked Maddie Moore that question day in Germany, what would her answer be? I think I can do better. All right, what if we asked Noel Griggs in Kenya? See if you get, what if we asked Macy Stevens in Bangkok? Now, our children around the world. Same answer. How about this one? If I drop a cinder block on somebody's foot this week, will it hurt? If Travis drops one on somebody's foot, a team member at Bridgemont, will it hurt? If Sarah drops it on somebody's foot in Bulgaria, will it hurt? Absolute truth, all right? Uh, And we believe this book is absolute truth. We teach it that way. We want our children to believe it and know it, that this book explains to us what we need to know about God, and about his world, about how we're to live in it. It's just knowing Bible stories, just having knowledge of the truth without application to our lives is useless. So we ask the question, does behavior matter? 
Does holiness matter? How should I live? You know, the song, Saved Every Day of the Week, uh, not only taught me the days of the week, but its title is a great reminder uh, and gives good advice for consistently living out the gospel because our behavior every day of the week should indicate that we're saved. Uh, the the um, second verse of that song goes this way. Now, since I'm so happy and saved right through and through, I'll stand for Jesus everywhere, whatever men may do. He feeds me every morning. He rests me every night. And walking in his holy way, I find a real delight. See, VBS made me realize that it does matter how I live. Holiness matters as we saw last week in Revelation. Last, last week we said holiness is simply walking with God, with Jesus, rather guided by his word, living a life of love. And yes, we're saved by grace and grace alone. But what happens to us? Jesus says if we love him, we will keep his commandments. That sounds pretty clear. John writes, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children are walking in the truth. So don't be deceived by anybody who tells you. Behavior doesn't matter since we're saved by grace. VBS helps us draw the connection between grace and holiness of behavior. It's a testament to others. As another song reminds us, do you know, all Christian, you're a sermon in shoes. So remember, God's word is there and equips us for all the challenges ahead. Which is the next question. What's the most important thing to know? In chapter 21, we saw to the thirsty, I will give from the spring of the water of life without payment. And here in chapter 1, we see to him who loves us and has freed us from our sins by his blood and made us a kingdom, priest to his God and Father, to him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. And so VBS offers children the water of life. It offers the goodness of what Jesus has done for us at the cross as our Savior. That he's freed us from our sins by his blood. So what are we saved from? From ourselves. Our sins. Their penalty. Their power over us. Through the death of Christ on the cross. What's the song teach us? Gone, 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 gone. Yes, my sins are gone. Now my soul is free and my heart's a song. Buried in the deepest sea. Yes, that's good enough for me. I shall live eternally. Praise God. My sins are G-O-N-E, gone. See, it's true. All our sins, past and present and future, gone because of what Christ did on the cross. So what we receive from Jesus is our salvation, the forgiveness of sins, the gift of eternal life. At VBS, we make the gospel clear to all the children so they may receive the gift of salvation. We encourage them to memorize scripture that emphasizes salvation. We give them the Romans road, those verses from Romans that, that explain the gospel to people, Romans 3, 10 and 23, 5, 8, 6, 23, 10, 9 and 10, 12, 1 and 2. You see, once saved, the Holy Spirit works in our lives for our sanctification. Saved by the truth, the Holy Spirit's the one that empowers us to learn the truth, to live the truth. Remember that the B-I-B-L-E, I'll take it along with me. I'll read and pray and then obey the B-I-B-L-E. And then our lives now have a focus, Revelation says, and it's the glory of God. And finally, this introduction causes us to ask, who's my family and, and what is our story? 
1, 4, I, John, your brother and partner in the tribulation and the kingdom and the patient endurance are in Jesus. In verse 7, he's made us a kingdom. Then over chapter 21, those who are written in the Lamb's book of life. John also refers to the 12 patriarchs and the 12 apostles. And friends, if you go to the family tree, all those people are there. All of us who are believers in Jesus and our children, our family, we're the church, we're the body of Christ, and, and we have a story to tell to the nations about what God's done in our lives. It reaches back to creation in Adam and Eve. Sunday evenings at Summer in the Sun, we, we tell the stories. We tell family stories. This summer we're going to tell family stories about Joseph. Um, uh, we're, going to, we're going to tell all about him. This was earlier that the best way to equip a, a family for ministry and life in this world, the best way to keep a family together in good times and in bad times is to build a strong sense of family by equipping them with the family story. So we delight when we get together as families as, as telling and retelling family stories. Um, and we also should delight in telling and retelling the, the stories drawn from God's Word, whether the stories of David and Jonah or stories of, of Esther and Martha. We need to remember back in church history, we need to tell the stories of Polycarp and, and Augustine. We need to tell mission stories from, from William Carey and, and from Amy Carmichael. We need to be telling the stories now of the Elliots and the Moors and the Griggs and the Stevens and, and Emily. And here's the thing. A connection with our past anchors us in the present and prepares us for the future, particularly the challenges we face as God's family in our nation today. Friends, the Christian faith is a singing faith. Psalms, hymns, spiritual songs help us remember who I am, whose I am, what is truth, what the connection is to holiness, that God's our Savior, and indeed, we want to give Him glory. Our psalms and, and hymns and spiritual songs declare truths that form the core of our faith. The songs we teach our children will stay with them for a lifetime. One place we get great strength is through reading missionary stories. Some of you have read Darlene Diebler Rose's autobiography, Evidence Not Seen. Darlene was the first American woman to enter New Guinea's Balim Valley in 1939. She and her husband's ministry uh, began there, but soon World War II broke out. Uh, the Japanese invaded New Guinea, um, and uh, she and her husband were separated. And she lived for the next four years in prison camps under unspeakable conditions, facing forced servitude, interrogations, beatings, disease like malaria and beriberi, and near starvation. Her husband in a separate camp did not survive. Her Bible was taken away from her. And here's what she writes about that. Much time was passed repeating scripture. Starting with A, I would re repeat a verse that began with that letter, then on through the alphabet. I discovered that most of the songs we'd sung when I was a little girl were still hidden in my heart, though I had not consciously memorized many of them. As a child and young person, I had a driving compulsion to memorize the written word. In the cell, I was grateful now for these days in vacation Bible school when I'd memorize single verses, complete chapters and psalms, as well as whole books of the Bible. The Lord fed me with the living bread that had been stored against the day when fresh supply was cut off by the loss of my Bible. What do we sing a few moments ago? 
standing on the promises that cannot fail when the howling storms of doubt and fear assail. By the living word of God I shall prevail, standing on the promises of God. So what about us? It's easy to get discouraged when we watch the news, when we read about the, the changing attitudes towards Christians here in the West, especially in the United States. It breaks our heart, should send us to our knees to pray for revival in the church and the great awakening in our nation. And it becomes critical that we reach the next generation because Jesus is still in the saving business. And we must equip them with the word of God as God's truth is under assault. And we do so knowing the light's still shining. You see, the real news story today is not about our government's struggle with the debt ceiling. All right? The real story is that 28,000 people will come today and every day to faith in Jesus Christ in sub-Saharan Africa. In Africa as a whole, 37,825 new followers of Christ every day over the last 20 years. Latin America's had 16,000 988. Asia, 13,443. Pastor Abraham's here. He'll tell you about India. More Muslims have come to faith in Jesus in the last 15 years than in the previous 15 centuries. Jesus is still in the saving business. I'm glad he is. And time's of the essence. And reaching every child's imperative. Jesus is coming soon. Alyssa Renee Ramirez had friends everywhere in her hometown of uh, Divine, Texas. The high school senior was the student council president, co-editor of the yearbook on the tennis and volleyball teams, a cheerleader, and the homecoming queen. And just before graduation, she, her date, and their friends went to the senior prom. But Texas was having rain and flooding, and that night, in particular, as Alyssa drove home from the prom, torrential storms made it impossible to see including the side of the road up ahead inundated with flood water. So her car got caught up in the fast-moving flood water about two miles from home. She called 911, and then she called her dad. He said, stay put. But by the time he got there, the torrential water had swept the car away. And if she'd gotten out, of course, she would have been swept away as well. So ten days before her high school graduation, they buried Alyssa. Now, some of you know firsthand the grief that family felt. Their only comfort is that Alyssa was a Christian with strong faith. And her family knows she's with the Lord. Nine days before her death, she'd posted online how her faith was growing. As she put it, through hardship and in a desert of tribulation. And then she wrote this. Even though it's never pleasant to experience hardship, it teaches us to persevere and to cling to God. He will never desert us. Friends, we all have wonderful plans for our children, our youth, for our grandchildren. But sometimes the journey ends way too soon. And what we do with the children here in this church, what we do with the teenagers here, it's never in vain. So does VBS matter? Or substitute Children's Church or Sunday School or Wednesday Night Alive, Kids of the Kingdom, Family Devotions? Does memorizing... Scripture, the catechism, does it matter? Does learning God's truth in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs matter? Yes, it matters. They all matter. They all change lives. They all make an internal impact. 
In a moment, we're going to sing a song about marching with the cross of Jesus. I'm going to ask you, do you know that cross and this story of love? And if not, let us share with you the love of Jesus today. Come when we sing or see me following the service. I've got to ask too, do we have a passion for all the children to know? The Roma children in Bulgaria, the street children in Manila, in India, the children here in Chestnut Mountain. Missions is essential. Sharing the gospel is an imperative here down the hall and around the world. And we are Christian soldiers. We are in the army of God. Our weapon is the word of God, the story of the cross, as children will learn this week. So as his army, we're privileged to be called by him to equip the next generation for the battle ahead. So working with children in VBS on Wednesday nights, in Sunday school, kids of the kingdom, keeping the nursery, discipling teenagers, all are our special privileges to work with the next generation because they need to know our story, our family story. They need to know our songs. They need to know Jesus. We want them to sing and believe these words that are the chorus of Saved Every Day of the Week. Oh, glory, glory, glory. Oh, glory to the Lamb. Oh, hallelujah. I am saved and bound for the happy land. Let's pray. Father, we are grateful to you for your word that is the foundation of our lives. We're grateful for so great a salvation in Jesus Christ. We're grateful that we get to communicate your story, our story, the story of Jesus to the next generation. So, Father, find us faithful in the task we pray here and around the world. Father, there's anybody here that doesn't yet know the joy of knowing Jesus. Lord, may they see their need for that joy today. Their need for Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord and be drawn to Him, we pray. And this we ask in Jesus' name. Amen.